Hello, Hello. I'm Shaylin Martos. I'm Malachi Wade. And welcome to The The Happy Happy Hour, Hour. your palate cleansing podcast. Ready? Perfect clink. (laughs) Clink. We will be talking about happy news stories from all around the world. So stay tuned because we've got only the happiest stuff to help you in your day. And this is in partnership with The Express Magazine and the Golden Gate Express newspaper for SF State. The best way to start a podcast called The Happy Hour with a bar review. So uh, last week we went to a bar called Trick Dog, which is in the Mission, and it has a seasonal menu. This current theme is Trick Dog University, which makes it perfectly fitting. Oh, yeah. And on the menu are drinks themed like college majors, such as computer science, psychology. I had the romance languages. Romance languages. Um, I also had philosophy. Mm-hmm. That was a good one. <laughs> yeah, it was a good one. <laughs> um, anyway, we recorded while we were there. So here's a little snippet of us on site at Trick Dog. It's, it's a little rustic, a little... Um, What's, what's the word I'm looking for? Just say industrial. Industrial. There you go. <laughs> it's got fancy Edison bulb lighting. Mm-hmm. For everyone listening, our drinks have arrived. I have the uh, romance languages mm-hmm. topped with a little piece of chocolate, looks like. Malachi. That was good. Yeah, that was good. Are you ready for this? It's chocolatey. It's lavendery. It tastes like a gin and tonic, but it's elevated. The it's funny thing is, you didn't even have any chocolate in that drink. Like, no, no it chocolate was, it whatsoever. Was chocolate and lavender. No, it wasn't. It was like pineapple. Seriously? <laughs> yeah, seriously. I had the chocolate. <laughs> and as time went on, we got a little more um, loud and boisterous. Mm-hmm. Let's hear a little bit of that. It is a trek. We we literally called this. We were planning this segment. We're like just like we talking fucking shit and just sound like idiots, and it's gonna be awesome. And this is exactly what we want for our happy hour. Yeah, bar podcast. Bar <laughs> podcast. Everybody, tune in twice a week. It's the most original idea you'll ever hear. <laughs> bar a bar podcast um, recorded in a bar. All right. <laughs> Um, I can try to keep it together for this next story without completely losing it. Smooth. Oh, thank you. So the smallest penguins in Antarctica are too tiny for scientists to see through satellite imaging. So in order to study their population and migration patterns, NASA tracks all of the Adelie penguin poop. Yes. That's right, Malachi. The, The best part is... It's pink poop. My favorite color of poop. <laughs> of poop. <laughs> Adelie penguins eat mostly krill, and the pink color shows up in their guano, um, the science term for dried up poop. Like flamingos. I mean, it's different, but, but yeah, they're pink. <laughs> I saw this on the NASA Earth Observatory newsletter. Um, the page that it's on is actually designed as a colorful worksheet for students, so if anybody's really interested in that, we'll definitely put the link um, on our show notes. Yes. Uh, any thoughts about pink penguin poop, Mal? I just think it really speaks for itself, and honestly, I love I love everything that, that science does to progress. <laughs> it's innovative. It I had really better innovative. thoughts earlier. It did. <laughs> It's just, it's It's amazing. Like you can really just, you can see, you can see their poop from space. You can see the poop from space. And I think that's just really important. You can see the poop from space. Great Wall of China. You can't see the poop on the Great Wall of China (laughs) from space. (laughs) What did I say? (laughs) Okay, moving on, moving on. Let's talk about drugs now. Uh, Specifically, psychedelic drugs. Shay is excited. I am equally as excited. 
So this next story hits really close to home for me because it's in my hometown of Santa Cruz. They recently decriminalized shrooms, also known as magic mushrooms or medically as psilocybin, uh, which actually makes Santa Cruz the third U.S. city to do so after Denver and Oakland, which kind of makes perfect sense because Colorado and Bay Area. (laughs) So agreed. Yeah. So this is happy news because aside from those looking to have a good time on shrooms, psychedelics have been shown to help people struggling with depression and anxiety as well as work through PTSD trauma. Uh, Groups such as Decriminalized Nature California are now working to legalize psychedelic mushrooms statewide, according to the Santa Cruz Sentinel. So they're only decriminalized for use, but they're working on legalization. Mm -hmm. Any thoughts, Shaylin? Oh, um, on on shrooms? Yes. I I love them. I I love them. (laughs) I think the last time I took shrooms, I realized I was a lesbian. So Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, There's also people who have been like... Quit smoking cigarettes after they. Oh yeah, um, I did read that. Sure. Yeah, um, so in the Bay specifically, when when you're thinking about um, San Francisco and the Bay, what images come to mind, Malachi? Like, mm. what do you? What Golden do you Gate th- Bridge. Oh yeah, Golden fog. Gate Bridge, fog, Sutro Tower, mm-hmm. now the Salesforce Tower, the Painted Ladies. Mm-hmm. Well, the SF Chronicle published a piece last month celebrating one of the Bay's most underrated landmarks. Um, the Hunter's Point Crane. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you know what the Hunter's Point Crane is? I only do because you told me. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, if you've crossed the Bay Bridge, you've seen this crane. It's 8,400 tons of structural steel Hot with damn. a red and white arch on top. So you can really see it if you're if you're going east. It's on the right side, of course. And you can see that red and white top. Um, it debuted in 1947. This crane lifted hundreds of thousands of tons of cargo before the SF Naval Shipyard closed in the mid-1970s. I honestly didn't even know the name of this crane until this story, until I was researching this. So each time I pass it, I'm just going to smile to myself. Um, I honestly think it looks like a little dog. It does. Like, it, look it up Google does. Google Hunter's Point Crane. Well, we're we're going to include the, It'll the be link in, the, in our show notes. And it will see. be on the Instagram. I have a question, actually. Yeah. Is it on the San Francisco coast side? Yes. Okay. For some reason, I thought it was not, and I realized that no. It was on the other side, those are those are the Point. those are the cranes that um, that George Lucas mm-hmm. like um, made the ad ads after in in Star Wars. Okay, and that's another happy story. <laughs> that's another happy story. <laughs> but don't get me started about ad ads because I will talk forever. Yeah, we're actually going to do a spinoff podcast um, <laughs> specifically about uh, the the things that were. That stuff in Star Wars was modeled off of. Oh, yeah, definitely. 100%. <laughs> Just came up with that on the spot. Um, anyway, speaking of San Francisco things, when you have a day off in the city, what's the number one thing you think of doing? Um, That's not written on my show notes. Um, <laughs> shrooms? I'm kidding. No, sorry. I put you on the spot. Um, most people would say that staying inside, not doing anything on a Saturday is their perfect idea. However... Well, that's totally fine. What if you could spend our day off out and about going on an adventure that an app told you to take? I recently stumbled across The Nudge, which is a cute little app that gives you ideas or nudges of fun things to do depending on the day in SF. So if it's a sunny day, the app will send you notifications such as it's a perfect day to go on a hike. Here's three easy hikes to take in the city. And maybe there's even like a picnic prompt or take your friends. Um, I don't know about you, but I am wildly indecisive. She and is, you, she's wildly indecisive. <laughs> you know that about me. <laughs> um, and basically the nudge is perfect for people who 
can't make a decision for anything, especially when it comes to do something fun, because there's a million options out there. So it's just an app on your phone. You can download it for free. Um, this is not uh, sponsored, but I'm endorsing it because I think it's great. Um, and they just have some really nice ideas. I haven't actually downloaded it, truth be told, but I want to. <laughs> <laughs> it's just their their website design is really cute. Um, yeah. Heck yeah. I'm going to try that mm -hmm. next time that I feel like downloading something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And then our last story before we go to a quick break is the happiest and most personal story of the mm -hmm. week, for me at least. As you know, Malachi, my family is Chamorro. We're from... Um, uh, the tiny Micronesian island of Guam, where the native people smack dab in the middle of the Pacific Ocean. Micronesian. I know. I just, I love that. I know, they're so sweet. I love my island, but our history is fraught by centuries of colonization and militarism from imperialist countries like Spain, Japan, and the U.S. It's not what this podcast is about, but it's important mm -hmm. to know that because um, certain uh, animals have become extinct, like native species have become extinct due to, you know, like um, more brown tree snakes. And, and it's just really difficult for native species on my island, mm -hmm. like the cocoa, also known as the Guam rail. The happy part of the story is that thanks to the efforts of wildlife biologists like Suzanne Medina, there are now more cocos in the wild than in captivity. Woo! Woo! That's a big We're victory. We're so happy. Yes. Mm -hmm. Medina and her team had issues breeding the cocos at first. They just didn't want to get it on. <laughs> think maybe captivity you know <laughs> so the team ended up creating personality profiles for each bird and pairing them up by their personalities bird tinder bird tinder and it worked yes um cocos are utterly so cute in guam they're kind of like chickens i guess there, there are stories of cocos just like chilling in people's homes and calling their wonky calls like, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> it's it's i'm very bad <laughs> Thanks to NPR Shortwave, their daily science podcast, for providing the first happy coverage of Guam I've ever heard on, like, national radio. That is amazing. Um, before we take our break, Malachi and I are going to do our very best Coco calls for you, Mal. A la Shakira. A la, a la Shakira. <laughs> okay, ready? Super Bowl. Are you ready? One, two, three. <laughs> oh, I'm sure we were peeking on that one, folks. This is what you came here for. Anyway, we're going to take a break before we bring on a special guest to talk about a happy story of their own. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome, welcome. We are so excited to have our first guest here with us today. Smith Palrick is a reporter with the Golden Gate Express this semester here at SF State. Welcome, Smith. Hi, you guys. Hi. How are you today? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> you looked at me, so... <laughs> Okay, he covers mostly arts and entertainment, and today he's going to talk to us about... Gender-bending fashion! Yay! This I, is something that makes us so happy. Yes, yeah. yeah. Um, and it's in the context of the Oscars, which just happened last weekend. Uh, and so the timely. Grammys. Oh, and the Grammys. Perfect. And the Grammys, too. Yeah, just um, uh, gender-bending fashion, like, in, in media. Yes, in media, and especially on red carpet. Like, how celebrities wear something on red carpet and, like, has a ripple effect on students like us. Like we 
kind of look up to the fashion that they put up on the red carpet. Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah. it's kind of like every year you see a red carpet award show and like that's kind of how, and then Fashion Week I think is happening now too. So it's very much like a cascade of that's when it starts. Yeah, the spring season's coming up, you guys. Oh, see, <laughs> and here's the thing too. So like Malachi and I did not watch the Oscars, but we definitely um, watched Janelle Monae's performance. Love her performance mm-hmm. and how confident she is. I loved her hair, you guys. Like, oh, yeah. so good. Oh, yeah. Her whole outfit was... Yeah. <laughs> I liked her tux pants. Yeah, yeah, definitely. She's, like, really known for um, either masculine or androgynous clothing. Mm-hmm. And I've always been into that. Um, and I don't think there has been any... Uh, Oscar opening like this time there was no host like last year mm-hmm. but there hasn't been any opening so like representing the queer culture and especially like people of color you know oh yeah yeah like yeah she was she had like um a queen and slim dancer she yes. had like dancers that were dressed like the characters so from us like that was very interesting because none of those movies really got the recognition that they deserve <laughs> <laughs> say it (laughs) say it louder um what other examples of like gender bending fashion have you noticed smith well we all know billy porter Mm -hmm. um do i even need to mention it like (laughs) on the grammys he came up with such a good jumpsuit did you guys Mm -hmm. see that oh my god the the remote control fringe hat Mm -hmm. i don't know if i saw that i feel like i would remember Oh my god. Wait, gosh, let me time. elaborate. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So he wore a cowboy sure. looking jumpsuit mm-hmm. with fringes all over it, silver fringes, and his huge hat. And there were fringes all around the brim of his hat. And he came walked to the red carpet with all the fringes closed. Yeah. And he pressed the remote control and the fringes open. That's fucking cool. <laughs> Okay, Here I, I am, bitches. Yeah, <laughs> I definitely saw this look. I did not see the remote control. That you did not see the memes moves. flowing up through your Uh-oh. Instagram, Malachi. <laughs> yeah, Seriously, I am not on the right Instagram <laughs> pages. Yeah, it's absolutely absolutely beautiful, and I feel like Billy Porter in particular is just like such a great proponent of of like androgynous acts and just really taking like um, conceptions of gender and flipping them on their heads. Like what Absolutely. did what did he wear at the at the Oscars? So at the Oscars, he was wearing like a shoulder uh, tank top kind of thing, mm-hmm. uh, and it was all gold with leaves on it, gold leaves mm-hmm. on it, and a thigh high slit, um, puffy skirt. Yeah, a huge skirt and heels. Yeah, so beautiful. See, and that's the thing too, like, because I remember like way back in the day when Angelina Jolie wore that dress to the Oscars, and everyone lost their shit because the slit was like way too high. They said, yeah. But then nowadays it's just completely different. It's like I know really queer, like QTPOC, like queer uh, trans people of color really taking center stage in a way that they present themselves. I think that's amazing. Exactly. I just watched the video of Billy Porter with the remote control hat, and it's great. Thank you. Yes. I'm into it. I've been distracted, but it's in a good way. (laughs) That's, yeah. um, He's just just really, Billy Porter's stylist is killing the game. Mm -hmm. I know. He is on top of it. Yeah. And um, I also would like to mention, like, uh, I don't know if that's uh, gender bending, but uh, Billie Eilish, who is 
singer singer of the year mm-hmm. and uh, she wore she has this aesthetic style of wearing loose clothes mm-hmm. and hiding her body for people to who, for people to not judge her that's her take on it what do you guys mm-hmm. think um i think it's definitely like a very popular style to have like the super baggy clothing but also like i do i do like when female artists don't always play into the like super super sexy female like feminine body type that we kind of push on them and so in having that it's almost like she's able to highlight maybe more of her music and not being like look at me but also look at me because i'm fashionable in a different way Mm -hmm. yeah it's definitely more androgynous like i think it's Mm -hmm. i think it's kind of like what these artists may be trying to do is just rewrite conceptions of like how they should be and how they can look and and I think that it's it's pretty cool. It's like she's young, isn't she? She just know. turned. She just yeah. turned eighteen, right? Yeah, she's. Jesus yeah. Christ! Yeah, I feel you like know. that's a good that's a good move. <laughs> like that's, protect yourself. <laughs> yeah, like Sia protected her face for so long, yeah. but then on Snapchat Daily News, we got to see her face. Did you oh, guys no. know? When was that? I know. Was that a while ago? <laughs> yeah, that was so super behind. On all <laughs> this is why we brought. This is one of the reasons why we brought. <laughs> Educate us, so we're like sixty-five year olds at heart. <laughs> Educate you for the stuff that matters. <laughs> exactly. You saw space. <laughs> oh, that's well. Thank you so much. Is there anything else you'd like to add in um, in your coverage of gender bending fashion? Um, I would just like to add that the story that I wrote for Golden Gate Express, I got to talk to a lot of queer students on mm-hmm. campus and talk to them about gender bending fashion and. Um, representation really matters like mm-hmm. in media in any way like red carpet would for five minutes for a photo that celebrities wear like these people really look at them and how they that kind of changes their lives yeah like, yeah it's a strong s- statement for them yeah and for that story you can find it on goldengateexpress.org yeah, we'll definitely uh, include a link to it on our show page, too, so everyone can see Smith's work. Yes. Wow, thank you so much for joining us, yes, Thank you. We love you. Lisa, I love you guys. Biggest fans. <laughs> <laughs>
It makes me happy to see a museum and city recognize that art is for everyone to absorb, learn from, and enjoy. Oh, yeah. I, I think that's, like, that's just so amazing because there, there are people with, like, mobility issues uh-huh. or, like, other people that just can't get to L.A. to see this this amazing architect's home. Like, this, the Hollyhock House is just super famous. It's beautiful. It's absolutely I've beautiful. I've never actually been there, so this online thing was really useful for me. Yeah, and we spent way too much time on it. Yep. I still, I think it should be turned into a VR experience. I stand by that. Yeah, yeah, I would, I would love that. Mm-hmm. It could, I, that the could totally be a future of museums game. for everyone, accessibility. Oh, wow, snaps, okay. <laughs> should, should I make policy? <laughs> what am I doing here? <laughs> And um, our last happy story of the day, everyone, let's wish a very, very happy 50th birthday to a cornerstone feminist novel, Toni Morrison's The Bluest Eye. Happy birthday! Happy birthday! <laughs> so uh, we did lose Miss Miss Mor- Morrison last August. Uh, may she rest in peace. But her work and her teachings live on in perpetuity. For those who haven't had the pleasure of reading Morrison's debut novel, it follows a young black girl named Pekula Breedlove, who is consistently shunned and blamed uh, by her community for her dark skin, kinky hair, and her poor family. While The Bluest Eye is a truly tragic story, Morrison's novel challenges feminist ideology and popular literature to address issues of colorism. I know just personally, I had never um, read a novel that really addressed that, how how different people can receive different types of vitriol within the community just based on their skin color. So that was like really opened my eyes in a lot of ways. And it's a wonderful, wonderful book. It's it's just it's really it's really amazing. So thank you, Pekla. Thank you, Tony. And thank you to all the black and women of color writers continuing their legacy. Thank you. Yes. Oh, my gosh. I'm emotional now. She's jazzed. I'm so jazzed. Like, that just means so much to me. Okay. Last call. Last call. Last Last call, call. everybody. It is time to head home. Yes. Last call thoughts. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. I promise I'm going to say that every episode. Every time. hate me for it. Good. I'm stop tuning out right now. Who cares? <laughs> Malachi, uh, what's your last call for today? My what's last making call, you happy? What's making me happy? It's the weather. It's been fucking warm outside and I love it. Um, I've been able to wear a dress. Yeah. I don't need to wear a jacket. It's a beautiful, sunny blue skies. I'm a fan. Yeah, definitely. And we won't say the... The, 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 the C word, which C is word. Clim- climate change. We're not saying. That's not on this That's podcast. Not happy. We're happy things. <laughs> the happy things are that you, you can go outside without a jacket. Yay. You don't have to worry about your toes freezing off. Wear sunscreen, it. though. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's important. That's a, really important for me. It's very important for everybody, not, <laughs> for just, not just people that look like Malachi. Yeah, I know. Protect your skin. <laughs> it's just like, you're going to see if my skin is not protected because I'm going to look like a fucking tomato. <laughs> anyway, last call for Shaylin. For me. Happy um, thoughts. Yes. Uh, my family got a puppy. Yes, uh, my, my mom and my stepfather and my, my um, younger siblings got a puppy. The new puppy's <laughs> name is Luna. She is a multi-poo. She's absolutely she looks the like cutest a cloud. thing. She does look like a cloud. My little sisters have been asking for a puppy for a really long time, so they're just jazzed. And I haven't met her yet, so I'm I'm so excited. We'll be posting pictures of Luna to the Instagram. Oh, yeah, to THH podcast yeah. on Instagram, at THH podcast. Look for pictures of Luna the Maltipoo. Yes. <laughs> um. <laughs> I love it. Last call. There we go. Woohoo. All right. 
So thank you to Shaylin, our fabulous audio engineer. <laughs> <laughs> thank you to Malachi for not trying to pretend she knows what she's doing. This yep. has been our first episode of the Happy first Hour. episode. Your palate cleansing podcast. I hope that you feel a little bit better about your news this week. A little oh, bit happier. Yeah. Oh, also the squeak in our music is courtesy of SFSU's musical instrument budget. Yep. That squeak you heard in the piano. Uh, the, the pedal. <laughs> the pedal <Lovely>. squeak. Yep. <laughs> Hey, you know, it adds ambiance. Yes. <laughs> Speaking of music, a huge thanks to Armand Sedgwick Billamoria for recording the music with us about an hour before we recorded this podcast. We literally put him in a studio and he improvised this entire song. Uh, a so genius. A genius. We'll be linking his socials on our Instagram. Of course. And thank you to Smith Perec for being with us today. Mm-hmm. And thank we'd you. like to thank the journalism department for giving us credit. Thank you. Yes. Thank you very much.